Hello Ecclesia, welcome to Reflections with Derek and Zachariah. Today we are going to go through uh, a short prayer prayed by Elisa's daughter, Dana, uh, on Sunday. And then we're going to read Psalm 134. Zachariah is going to lead us in a short reflection. And then we're going to send you off with a prayer and benediction. So here's Dana's prayer. Reveal to those whose eyes don't see the amazingness in you. Your disciples love you, and you love them back. Thank you for the sweetness of the kindness you give out. Amen. Zechariah, could you read Psalm 134 for us? All right, so uh, Psalm 134. Praise the Lord, all you servants of the Lord who minister by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who is maker of heaven and earth. A Psalm Short and Sweet When I read through it, I find four actions followed by a definitive statement. The actions are to worship, to minister, to lift up your hands, and to praise. A simple reminder of the actions from us towards God. These actions are followed by a proclamation of blessing from the Lord, the maker of all creation. The psalmist is reminding us of who we are in relation to God, the created to the creator. It is our place to worship and praise God as our maker and to ask God for blessing in return. That reminder is sometimes difficult to handle. Personally, I find myself standing in the way of my relationship to God, that I am important enough to live without God. Yet this psalm is asking us to place ourselves in relationship with God as our creator. Worship of God is part of that because of the eternal greatness of God that is far beyond human scale. This also does not mean to value yourself less due to our relationship with God as subordinates. Growing up, it did feel sometimes like I was supposed to devalue myself in order to subordinate myself to God. Yet, understanding that God is greater than humans and worthy of our praise does not mean we should look at ourselves with disdain. In fact, I think it means the opposite. What does it mean to consider yourself worthy of praising God? What does it look like to evaluate yourself by saying, God loves me enough to give me the chance to love God back? And that, I think, is reason for praise. Derek, what are some ways that you have seen people take on the idea of them having value instead of worthlessness before God? Hmm, uh, worthlessness and value. Um, so the story I'm going to tell, um, there's a bit of a trigger warning. Um, we're going to be talking about addiction um, and this sexaholic anonymous small group that I visited for a class. I went to this um, <clears throat> sexaholics group for my addiction class two semesters ago. When I walked into the group, um, it was these people, of course, who had struggled their entire lives with sex addiction um, in various forms. And it was, I think it was like four or five guys. Mm. And one thing we learned about addiction that I was able to kind of notice when I was sitting in this group was that addiction, uh, one, one of the characteristics of addiction is hopelessness in yourself, that feeling of worthlessness you were talking about. 
they feel like they're unable to get better better themselves. Let me say that. They they feel like they're unable to get better themselves. They they feel like they are worthless um, because they can't escape this addiction. And of course, they know it's destroying their lives. It's destroying the lives of those around them. Um, and so, one of the things that addiction groups do is they help those people who struggle with addiction to you know, latch onto something that's higher than themselves, something that will help them um, get through this addiction um, so they don't feel so hopeless and so worthless. And uh, so the 12-step program, which is one of the things that um, addicts go through, that was actually founded by Christians. Um, and so that higher thing that people latch onto, it's usually a religious idea. It's become less religious over the years, but a lot of addiction groups still talk about uh, God as, as the higher power that's going to help them get through addiction. Um, and one of their I- the ideas that is really strong in groups like that, and one of those things that they really need to hold on to, is the idea that God is going to help them through their addiction, despite their failures and their worthless their feelings of worthlessness. Um, and it takes a lot of courage to do that. It takes a lot of courage to first look at yourself and admit, hey, look, I have failed. Um, and things seem hopeless because I've messed up. Um, But in spite of that, there's a God out there who cares enough about me and loves me enough to help me through this, and there's a community of people here that are willing to go through this with me, Um, and to live by that and use that as momentum to get out of something like addiction, to get out of that sense of hopelessness and worthlessness. Um, And in some ways, groups like that seem to almost be more church-like than some small groups that we go to. Um, That level of dependence on each other, dependence on God um, to get through such a difficult thing, it's beautiful. Um, And that idea, I think, is a very, that idea that I was just talking about, of latching onto onto something higher than yourself for the sake of yourself, it's a very, it's a very Christian idea, I think. It's that idea that God is for you and me and that group of people and that he's working in us to conform us into something better than what we are now, the image of Christ. Um, and that's, this is actually why I included the prayer um, that Elisa's daughter so beautifully, beautifully prayed um, in that sermon. Um, she says that when we are made aware of the amazingness in God, we recognize that God loves us back. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but I think I think that's that's a, a truth that she kind of she that she prayed, um, and it's beautiful the wisdom of little children, and I think that's something that helps us see past our own failures and our hopelessness and our worthlessness. Is that when we when we recognize that God loves us and that He's for us. We see ourselves in that process, right? Of, you know what? I admit that I failed, that I'm human and I'm sinful, but in spite of that, God is still working in me and through me, and he's conforming me into the image of Christ. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, one of my, <coughs> excuse me, one of my good friends back home was going through the 12-step program as I was uh, working with him, and he was telling me that um, that first month is just as important as like the 30th year and what's important about it is celebrating it not that you are 
that you were broken, but that you have a month under your belt of some sort of redemption, that you have a year, that you have five years, going on and on. The idea of celebrating your successes instead of lamenting your failures, I think can be an incredibly helpful step, especially recognizing that you have done this with the help of God, that God is part of the process. Celebrating yourself and God are both just as important. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's so right. So l- let's end this time going back to that prayer that Dana prayed. Um, I just think it's, it's so succinct and it's so, it's so appropriate for this theme. So she says, Gracious Lord, reveal to those whose eyes don't see the amazingness in you. Your disciples love you, and you love them back. Thank you for the sweetness of the kindness you give out. Amen. We leave you with a benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Blessing.